0: Hey, this is Mark from the Pretty Reckless, and uh, this is Maximum Threshold. Balls, Doc.
1: Automatic defense
0: procedures initiated.
1: What we've got here
2: is.
0: Maximum voltage.
2: Maximum power.
0: Maximum carnage. This is Maximum Threshold. Call the show
2: at. 440-709-4977. Maximum Threshold. Wow, and here's your
0: host, Dom. Spindle, possibly he's actually quite smart. He just makes errors of judgment along the way. Fantastic yeah, work. Sitting on the edge of my head. Whiskey sweating in
2: my head. See the tassel stains on my finger. Take another tread, and I wonder where you are tonight. I'm coming home, sun's coming up, and I'm still drinking. Amen. Yeah.
3: go, man. woo! Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Man, that was some brand new LA guns for you. Starting to show off tonight. Oh man, tonight is it's been booked as the Tommy Victor show or the Tommy Victor show, um, story. <laughs> ah, so we got a pretty long interview with him. It's going to be pretty cool when you guys enjoy this, especially if you follow him. And if you don't, what the hell was that? Wow. I don't know what to say. Oh <laughs> uh, so there's a couple things I'm gonna do real quick before we plop into this, this interview that we have with Tommy Victor. And me and Michael Strong
0: Michael Strong, you motherfucker! Ow! Oh! A maximum threshold,
4: baby. Woo! That's Michael Starr from Seal Panther.
3: <laughs> yeah. So me and Michael did this interview uh was it Thursday night, a couple nights ago. So we caught up with um with Tommy when he was on the road with Danzig. And so we just shoot the shit for a little bit. We covered all kind of stuff, everything from the jets to uh, TV shows to prong music to Glenn. In Danzig and Misfits and Michael had a blast with this one. Even even show him a picture of him when he was young. My when Michael was young. <laughs> I don't know if that part was in the in the interview or not, but uh, yeah. So I got the music news, then once we come back to the music news I'm wanna do this interview. I should, you know what I should do? Uh yeah, we're just gonna jump into it. Let me do this. Uh, the music news, so we all know what the hell's going on, and we'll come back and I'll talk for a minute and then we'll go into the Tommy Victor interview. But hey, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to this week's edition, episode 507, 507 here in the Maximum Threshold Radio Show. Man, we're just rolling through these, and it's been a lot of fun, man. That's all I got to say. Uh, yes, yesterday was Michael Strong's birthday the Death Star General. So everybody, hit him up on Facebook or wherever you find him at and just say, hey, man, happy birthday. Heard about it here on Maxim Threshold Radio. <laughs> uh, let's see. A couple couple more things I just wanted to throw out there. You can always text message the show at 440-252-0058. That goes directly to the studio as well as to my phone. So if you guys want to send us a message or send me a message or whatever, you can do so. And you can leave voice message, blah, blah, blah. Uh, or you can call into the show. If you want to be on here live, whenever we have an open spot at four four zero seven zero nine four nine seven seven. You can email the show at mtrshow at gmail.com. Once again, it's MTR So that stands for maximum threshold radio show. So it's MTR show at gmail.com. If you got something you want to pimp put out there or whatever send it over our way and i'll talk about it on air okay well like i said we're just gonna roll through this i ain't got i ain't got a lot of i got commercials that you guys hear every single damn week and i'm not gonna pimp them all out blah 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 this week this week we're just gonna make this short sweet and we're gonna get out of here and just call it it's a good show man it's a great episode you'll like this like i said the interview with tommy was spot on it was really good stuff and i think you guys will really get a a little more finding. I don't know if that's the right word, but you, you'll, you'll love Tommy a bit more. Okay. <laughs> so you're going back in a little while, man. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, thanks for listening to the Maxim threshold radio show here at dot net. Thanks for, um, subscribing to us wherever you get us at on Apple podcast over there on um, Google play music, wherever the hell we're on over there. And don't forget. Um, Snacks and morning wagonets on iTunes as well as on Google Music, whatever the hell that is. Get it, it, even if you're in Japan, man, because we're really big in Japan, we're actually taller than most people out there. So, um, yeah, get get a hold of us. It's we're on Amazon too, you can get our music there too, whatever you want. Also, my other projects that I had in the past, like Stymied, as well as my solo stuff that I put out a bunch of years ago, Dominic Reini. Uh, you can get that. That's on there. It's oh, um, uh, an instrumental kind of thing. It's pretty wild. It's out there. So get a hold of me. That stuff's all dirt cheap. You guys can get it. Find your little budget. Uh, we haven't, haven't made anything off all this, but you know, we're getting ready to do some planning for the new morning wagon release. We got some new songs and i might as well play it what the hell i've been talking about but we're going to go in the studio hopefully soon and record uh, this new morning wagon song uh, that's pretty cool song It's a rocking tune this is called wrong this was recorded live at the cleveland agora um here we go check this out man then we're like i said we're going to come back we're going to do music news and then we're going to get an interview with tommy victor and we're going to make like a baby and head out
0: No doubt Mountains
2: Where we get along now Can we get
0: along
2: now Where we get along now Can we get along now
0: Never right Never wrong Never fight, never long, never there, never here, never care, never fear.
2: So, the first time gotta pay the bills. time. Hey, after much. this, thanks for tuning in the Mazal Brothers Radio Show. Have a smartphone, iPod, iPad, or even Roku? Grab the app, tune in, and search "Maximum Threshold" and hear the show live directly from your device.
3: You can now hear the Maximum Threshold Radio Show on Stitcher Radio. Uh, Stitcher allows you to listen to your favorite shows directly from your iPhone, Android phone, Blackberry, and Palm Pre on-demand and on the go. Don't have Stitcher? Download it for free today at Stitcher.com. Once again, you can hear Maximum Threshold Radio Show on Stitcher.com. you want to listen to maximum threshold radio on your phone you can do so that app is out there tune in radio go to your little market there and download tune in radio just type that in the search tune in radio once you download that app click it activate it blah 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 search maximum threshold that's once again that tune in radio Get off
0: of Catch the Podcast out there also. It's uh, real nice. Check it out. Tune in radio for
3: Max with Threshold Radio live. And then I'm back to Max with Threshold Radio.
1: Hey guys, this is Ron from YouTube's Rock and Metal News, and this is your Maximum Threshold Rock and Metal News report. Metallica debuted the song Man Unkind live on September 10th at the Accor Hotels Arena in Paris, France. They have now released official high-quality video of the song on YouTube. They also released the video for The Day That Never Comes from September 8th from Paris, France as well. Fozzie are set to release their seventh full-length album titled Judas. You can now listen to a new song on Spotify titled Drinking With Jesus and purchase the digital single at digital retailers. The album Judas is out on October the 13th through Century Media. And Lionheart released the first new single on YouTube for their song, Trial by Fire. It's off their new upcoming album entitled Welcome to the West Coast 2. Pre-orders are at FastBreakRecords.com, and the album is out on November the 10th. Continuing with your Maximum Threshold.net rock and metal news, Scour featuring vocalist Phil Anselmo from Down, SuperJoin, and Ex-Pantera. And it features Derek Engman from Cattle to Cattle. Jarvis from Pig Destroyer, Chase, Fra- uh, Chase Fraser from Decrepit Birth, among others. They released the title track from their new EP called Red at Decibel Magazine for a limited time. The EP is out through Housecore Recordings November the 3rd, and uh, the EP tracklist is Red, Piles, Bleak, Barricade, Sentenced, and Shank. And uh, you can check out the song at Decibel Magazine. And Satyricon released their second single from their new studio album called Deep Calleth Upon Deep. The song is To Your Brethren in the Dark. You can listen to it on Spotify or purchase as a di- at digital retailers now. And uh, this album is out on September the 22nd through Napalm Records. And finally, Cradle of Filth released a new song from their new album, Cryptoriana, The Seductiveness of Decay. The The song is called achingly beautiful and is now on youtube the album is out on september the 22nd through nuclear blast this is ron from youtube's rock and metal news with a z and this has been your maximum threshold rock and metal news report thanks for tuning in
3: some brand new fozzy for you guys that's drinking with jesus off the latest release so as soon as that comes out man drops man get your grubby little nubs on it and make it yours man it's it's a good one It's some rocket stuff It's got all the powered balls that you need in there yeehaw okay man like i said now it's time to get back to the to the interview and i want to thank everybody again Uh, for tuning in this week's edition of the Maximum Threshold Radio Show, episode 507. 507, that is. That's a lot. That's that's like a a piece of a million, okay? So I want to thank everybody for tuning in this week. And here we go, man. This is Tommy Victor, guitarist extraordinaire, good friend. uh, Prong Danzig and everything else that he does. Good guy, man. So here you go, man. Be back after this. See you guys a little bit. Have a good one, man.
4: Hey, this is Tommy Victor in good old Cleveland. And you're listening to Maximum Threshold Radio right here in Town. I love this place.
3: This is Dominic.
4: This is Michael.
3: And we have Tommy of Prong and Danzig here. So we're just going to shoot the shit for a few minutes and say how's it going and everything and get caught up.
4: We're going great, man. I mean, uh... Out here on the East Coast with Danzig right now. Right just getting right back from a, a prong European run. And then we did a, a, a show in LA for Jose Mangan. So then uh I've been really busy, so it's been like but this Danzig show's been really good. I mean like it's been um uh well attended and it's been it's been a lot of fun, you know. I don't have to worry about all the business stuff and the crazy stuff with Prong, like, uh, you know, that now Glenn has to worry about all that with, with Danzig, and it's a headache, you know? So, like, I'm just going out playing guitar and trying to make the boss happy, and uh, sometimes that's almost like a little vacation.
3: I understand that. Yeah. Like,
5: I was just saying, like, how great the new Prong album is. It's very aggressive, and it's um, it's got... I, I see, like, I hear, like, some of the old style, but you're not, like, just resting on your legacy. You're pushing it further. And, you know, how do you still, like, find aggression after all these years and your success? You know, some people come become complacent in their success. How do you stay current but true to your past and have that aggression in your music
4: and your writing still? Well, I mean, if you saw... Uh my bank accounts, you wouldn't feel very complacent. It's like, uh, I mean, Prong's always struggling. I mean, I was always, always an underdog, always trying to get ahead, trying to improve upon itself. Uh, it's just never arrived yet. So, I mean, I don't, I don't feel successful at all really. I mean, uh, I even, you know, I get accolades from guys like you and Dom, you know, and, you know, people, but, uh, you know, uh, the more I'm reminded of it, I still think that they were overlooked and we run under the radar a lot. You know, criminally it's like, overlooked. Yeah, yeah, so it's like you know, I, I, you know, that gets on my nerves a little bit, and then so I want to make better records mm-hmm. and I want to wake people up. I mean, you know, I've been trying very hard to do that, and uh, you know, uh, I don't know if I've even succeeded at that yet. So. Uh, yeah you know, but essentially, when it really comes down to we play we write records and play gigs for the for the fans and um you know, the, uh, the fans really like this new album because it does reflect the old records. It does reflect the whole career of prong and it adds something new in there as well. And, and you know, and, and, you know that, that's, that's preconceived. I mean, you know, we, we don't want to stray too far from that. That's why sometimes I'm thinking, like, maybe I should do, like, a, you know, like a solo record. I mean, people think that prong records are solo records, but there's some kind of extreme boundaries within prong because, you know, we have to reflect upon the old stuff uh, there's certain things that are just prongisms that that have to be there on a record and uh, uh, you know there 's other stuff that you know there are confines to it so uh, i don 't know if those are limitations uh, i don 't know what they are, but uh, to make a prong record is is the only one that can do it is is me, but it 's still not my whole musical uh, you know uh, vocabulary in there so uh it's an interesting thing you know reflecting upon these last four records and you know what's been accomplished it's been it's it's really amazing it's uh uh it's a big deal uh for everybody involved and the fans so uh we're proud of that but i'm never complacent about it i'm never like oh well you know like we did this you know it's now i mean like even while you guys were talking before i was thinking like you know, I was going to ask you guys, where do you think Prong should go next? Like, I mean, what is the next thing to do? Like, you know, uh, you know, sometimes I'm I'm thinking of like maybe, you know, really throwing another like atom bomb on the whole thing and and seeing what 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 emerges from it. You know.
5: Well, it, the amazing thing is, like you said, you you have to stick in basically in the confines of Prong. There's yeah. only so far you can go, almost like a room. There's walls. Yes. But you manage to still stay creative and vibrant and fresh in those confines. Do you think maybe that having those confines pushes your creativity in a different way as opposed to where, like you said, maybe doing a solo album that's completely different? Do you think that maybe being stuck in those confines of prong, I mean, it's, it's not a very, it's not necessarily like a singular line, but there is confinement. Do you, do you find that that sparks your creativity even more so? Like, how can I stay fresh, and,
4: but I have to keep it prong. Well, I have to look at a lot of things, uh, you know, and that includes, like, riffs that I come up with. I mean, we're getting more into specifics here, you know, and how a record's done. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, I got to look at it, somehow sort of design what I'm going to do a little bit in order, in, in order to stay in that room, like you were talking about. Uh, but I mean, you didn't add into the factor of time and like the the, the, the uh, rapidity of how we, and the quickness of how we put these records out is part of that confinement too. I mean, I think that pretty much makes the urges of, of, of uh, that that does something that you really can't describe. Where there's a deadline on it, and you got to like meet that deadline, and uh, that sense of urgency is uh, uh, an important part of these last four records. That's why I'm almost fearful of, of uh, you know, I mean, people have been saying, you know, maybe you got to take a breather on this for a little bit and, um, and um, you know, maybe take a little longer time on the next record. I'm like, I'm almost like, Ugh, I don't know if that is that going to work, too, because, I mean, we've been doing these records really fast, like, in, which means the like, you know, I, I get off get off the road and I'm like hitting hard until like you know come up with a, with riffs and ideas again um, so right now I'm in that scary place of like maybe I'm exhausted or <coughs> excuse me or maybe I should you know um, you know take a break or maybe I should just push it again a little harder you know and um you know, changing up producers, maybe, or something like that. So, you know, these things happen, these decisions are made, and, you know, you have to have a lot of trust in the process, too, of how these things are going to work. Like, you know, we're, we're uh, you know, you, you have faith that it's going to work out the way it's supposed to. So, um, you know, that, that, that helps in the whole operation of it too, but uh, the sense of urgency based on time factors is is one of the the big motivations these days. Because uh, you know, like even like when No Absolutes was done, which is the record prior to Zero Days, I was posed with the you know the project of you know we want you to put out another record like in February next year, and I'm like you guys are out of your minds. I mean, how am I going to do that? And I was like, you know, I got I was in a meeting with you know uh, my manager, and I sort of you know. Uh, I didn't get into an argument with him, but I was just like, you know, I was like pissed off for weeks. I was like, you know, this this, this son of a bitch, man. I mean, like, what the hell does he think? I, you know, what, who do you think he is? And what am I supposed to do? And then, like, after two and a half weeks, I'm like, you know what? I think I can do it. You know? It's like, uh, sometimes I feel, I mean, I don't want to sound like a, like, a, like a religious fanatic or anything, but sometimes I think it's like, you know, like God posed this question to me and then like you know I gotta seek out the answers to it and like I'm opposed with this challenge and I need to to you know uh, utilize this opportunity in order to to you know to challenge my own the gifts that were given to me or something so you know that that's uh, some of the dilemmas that I go through
5: where can um, because you do work at a phrenic pace it's almost like the 70s style tour you get off tour record Tour cycle record tour cycle like you're almost doing like almost every year and some fans like I was listening to the the new album in the car and someone's like when did this come out you know they're still like on carved in stone and I I'm, know and I, I'm yeah. like so where can where can everybody find info so they can stay current like maybe buy albums tour dates buy some merchandise so your bank account can start reflecting the accolades that you so deservedly get.
4: Well, I mean, now we're in the process of of, uh, of of trying to answer some of those questions. I mean, you know, of course, the center place for information is the Facebook. Uh, uh, you know, the uh, I mean, it's been apparent to anybody. that will go on the Facebook Prongs page that you know we have a new record out. But a lot, of, you're right. A lot of people don't know, and it's like they don't. They're not that in tune with the internet, and they don't continue checking these things. That's why like, like even with the Testament tour, like people are like you guys are still around, and you guys had these records out, and like no one, no one knew. So, uh, you know, I tell that to, the, you know, unfortunately, our, our label and our business operations are really, con- are really centered in Germany. And that's, a, that's this whole different thing over there. And those, the label, I mean, I got to be careful because I'm not knocking the label. The guy, those guys are great and they've been really supportive. But, I mean, essentially, they, they don't come over here. They don't know what America's about. So it's like, you know, they, they, they're under this impression that, oh, you know, you put a record out and everyone's going to know about it. It doesn't happen over here. It's like, you know, the, the German fans and the German metal uh, uh, community are a lot more aware of what's going on. It's a smaller country. You know, we, we will go over there and we'll play 10 shows. People will know that the record's out. You know, here, you know, we'll play 70, 80 shows and people still don't know what's going on. So um, those answers still are, are trying to be worked on. We need to get an American uh, merch site. Um, you know, those things, there's some business sides of things that are, are pretty draining with the prong thing that, you know, based on the fact that, like, my management and uh, the label are over in Germany, and uh, they, they're they not really centered here, so they have a whole different mentality of what's going on, and that needs to be worked on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like to, you know, could, like, make people more aware that we've had all these records out, and... Uh, you know, some people have different attitudes about that. You know, some people say, "Well, it's good with things happen organically." Uh, un- unfortunately, we still live in an era where to, to break bands and to uh, get people to know what's going on costs money. You know, like, you know, Dom and I were talking about, like our publicist. And you know, like you know, once these guys, you know, his salary is up after six weeks, he's not going to do any more work. You know, it's like these guys are are contracted for a certain amount of time, and whatever's after that is is gone. So. Now it's just uh, up to us to, like, you know, do touring, and I don't even know if touring really helps that much either, unless you're like, you know, and even, you know, the the cost of going out as a support band for headlining bands uh, is a little rough. You know, the the finances—you got to really watch out what's going on. So uh, I'm trying to plan things properly so I don't, like you were saying, my bank account doesn't start to dwindle again, and you know, I could, I could do this without uh... feeling like i'm just uh... you know destroying my life so uh... you know these things have to be worked on
3: other than having your the guest musicians on the latest prong have they, any of them ever have they done anything else to help you out push the record
4: uh... not that i've seen other than like facebook <laughs> posts uh, uh... you know uh, it, it's amazing like w- when i'm sitting and doing the record i'm like who could we get to play on the record and, like, we're battling it, and then we get some of these guys that are, you know, like, more of my buddies of mine, you know, like Greg Harrison from from uh, Head PE. I mean, a lot of these guys don't have a lot of power to do anything, you know. Uh, you know, Chris Canella, who works at ESP Guitars, you know, Marzi Montessori, uh, you know. I mean, there's so much they're going to do. And then, uh, you know, like, there's a couple of big names I try to get on, and, you know, uh, it's unfortunate that, you know that uh, they didn't find the time to, you know, uh, cut me a favor. And then uh, I won't mention any names. And, uh, Don Marini. Who? Don Marini. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don's very supportive continually. <laughs> but it's like the, uh, uh, you know, there's other guys that are, are just, you know, uh they don't want to come to the plate, you know. It's like it's uh, it's one of those weird stigmas with prong. Like I guess I guess over the years I haven't made like a, a whole numerous amount of buddy friend ass, kiss relationships. So it's like the the uh, then then when the record's done, I'm like, why did I get this guy? Why didn't I ask this dude? It's like, and uh, a lot of it comes down to expense. You got to fly people in, you know, and uh, I'm you know, it's like it's like i don't have like a house i could put people up in blah 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 so it's you know a lot of that and then the time factor was really important like we were we were really busting uh, you know our behinds uh getting this record done right before that testament tour i mean uh we were really accelerating and and we were working as hard as we could and still i was panicked you know like you know like even the last bunch of solos like you know we're not done and uh talk about Marzi's yeah Marzi took a while
3: mm-hmm.
4: you know Marzi was probably the the most difficult one to like nail in and get him to uh uh you know send he, he made it into a big project and and then it became uh you know more of a came a big project trying to uh you know, decipher the six huge massive l- solos that he sent in uh then, you know, and inevitably, you know, well, we did a, a dual solo on everything, so, um, you know, it's tough when, you know, and everything, you know, it's getting those things locked in, and it was a last-minute deal, but he, that, based on his solo on Operation the Moral Law, that, that, that was a song that was ready for the garbage can, I mean, Kali was like, <coughs> was, um, you know, the co-producer was saying that he didn't really want that song on the record, and then I was like, no, dude, we're going to have Marzi play on this one, and uh, I knew, I just knew that it was just going to, like... It was going to, uh, you know, uh, elevate...
3: Fits. The song fits with that, though. He's yeah.
5: Extremely talented guy. Yeah. Totally just laid back, you know. S-
4: laid back Southern gentleman on his own clock, you know. Yeah, I mean, we did... And it was, I, I, we needed something... You know, like, I I was just like, trust me, Chris. Like, some of the songs over the period, like, they just needed more love, you know. Like, and, uh, you know, Chris kind of wor- likes... He works fast at times, with the fact that we're, he's like, uh, he's, you know, he likes to like eliminate stuff that he doesn't have to review too much. I'm like, wait a minute, like a couple of uh, there's a couple of songs that um, were were almost gone, we're almost gonna get thrown out, including the title track. And it was like, uh, I was like, dude, it just needs more love, man. And like, you know, that's when I come into making these projects happen, where you know, working on so many prong records, I could, I, I've known from past experiences that you know, like the little things that could make something work, you know, which, uh, you know, like, like you know, you, the, the, some of these songs can be duds, and with a little bit of love, they could suddenly be cool, like, you know, especially on the lyric side, and then, uh, you know, and then on the other hand, there's songs that we think are going to be these, these epic yeah. anthems, and sometimes they don't even make it on the record. So,
5: conversely with that, where, you know, Prong has been your baby since the inception, with with Glenn and working in Danzig do you just show up and he's got ideas and you just like go for it or do you do you bring ideas to him
4: no I never bring ideas to him I mean you know Glenn's always been you know a strictly a solo artist so uh you know I'll help him make his dreams come true during making a record and uh you know, I mean, essentially, I mean, it, it's, it's not a shock to anybody. And, you know, like the first three records of the, of Danzig records with John Christ are the strongest. And, you know, like th- those are the, the fantastic Danzig records. So, uh, you know, and I have no problem referring to those records for, you know, like the, any, you know, those are the center records, like in any guitar stylings that I like to do later on on, on some of the recent records. That like I'll refer to and make sure that 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 uh, that legacy is is somehow uh, to the the most like the best of my abilities to be present on the recent record. So uh, it's a, it's a guitar player's role really and a stylist's role. I mean, uh, uh, I mean when when the when the last record came out when when Black and Crown when 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 I, when I finally heard it. Uh, you know, I, mean, I think the mix could have been better, uh, and, but uh, I, I, I was pretty happy with the guitar parts on it, even though I did them really fast. And uh, you know, Glenn sort of was like a um, um, he uh, this. There's a method to his madness. With like, uh, uh, he was like, you know, I would play something, and he'd be like, "Oh my God, that's amazing!" Like, we're keeping that. And I'm like, really? And then after listening back, I, I sort of like, I'm like, yeah, that, that actually worked. You know so he knows what he wants Uh, I just I'm there to provide you know a a service to him really I mean he he is a living legend I mean absolutely
5: much like prong is like I said they're criminally underrated Um, even though everywhere I go I see people in prong shirts and every show but Dan I, I believe personally I believe Danzig through the Misfits should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if you have the Ramones and fucking Green Day and some of the do you think what was one of the original DIY bands was the Misfits and Glenn you know Glenn's vision and um, I know you know people some people are only listen like the Misfits and hate all the Danzig stuff when he became more rock and hard rock and they'll listen to Sam Hain but his whole catalog he's a living you know he's he's ignored like that too as as getting the proper accolades for what he's done to modern music. I mean, not now, not the garbage now. not I'm not talking Danzig music. I'm talking the garbage that's out there, as far as all the other music. But every every band that's ever had to do stuff themselves took a page basically out of the Misfits book, you know, and. Um, is that anything he ever mentions that he thinks that he should be, or do, he uh, probably doesn't care about he, that?
4: you know, Glen, anybody. You know, this is what, one of the things I love about Glenn, Like, even to this day, in the later part of his career, he's never sold out to like the rock establishment, and you know that's why. You know, like he's never went the, root of some, of the, the, the route of the route of some other of these guys from the punk era that are buddied up with Paul McCartney and and, you know, Tom Petty and whoever they can get their hands on. You know, Glenn's just the opposite. I mean, he's still just unbelievably rebellious uh, to any establishment, uh, you know, political correctness, everything. So, um, uh, but in my opinion, I think that the... Since as the next generation will come, I, I don't. I, I think it's sort of a slam dunk that he'll be. I think both the Misfits and Glenn singularly will be in the Rock Hall of Fame eventually. And I think you know Al will be too. You know Jorgensen I, I think that's inevitable. I mean, it, from this last 20 years, there's, there's very few iconic uh, you know figures, and you know Glenn, uh, you know you know Rob Zombie, you know Manson uh and uh, you, you know Trent and and al you know I mean who else is there really so uh, those guys will be in there eventually no
5: you said he, you know he's still got that rebellious spark I know he's he's taken a you know taking it on the chin over the years on the internet you know he's become a punching bag for some people does he take all this in stride and just laugh about it or does it does it bother him at all or does he just He can't is it or is he just completely oblivious to it?
4: Uh, He's not oblivious to it. I think that yeah, based. I mean, uh, I I think it's part of. uh, In my humble opinion, it's uh, he likes this stuff because it's like part of a strategy in a way. You know, it's like uh, good press is, is. Bad press is press, and it's good press, and... uh, Keeps the word out there. Yeah, keeps the word out there, and um, uh, I think that, you know, based on the attendance of these shows, which has been unbelievable, I don't know about tonight, but they've been, like, I've been in shock, like, uh, and um, it's like people are wondering what the hell he's going to do next, you know, and like, uh, you know, like what, you know... You know they, they want to see what's going on with him, so uh, I think that it, that's it, it's, a, it's a, a good career moves And you know, uh, and uh, you know, guys like Chuck Berry and and you know Keith Richards and uh, you know, his, and let's let's pick a singer out of there that has had you know uh, uh, you know you know Axel. I mean these guys uh, have these 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 crazy reputations for you know doing outrageous stuff and like I don't think I think it's it's part of the job almost like to to as a as a guy of his figure to be uh you know uh that to be, to be in in the in the highlight and it's like there's a there's an media establishment that almost make it look like he's he's uh like uh, like an outcast or that, and that's fine, that's almost good because when it really they 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 have their little uh, the you know the, the the not to knock blabbermouth or any like you know, like they, they have their little buddies, and we know who those people are and they little yeah yeah they're little exactly they're stock uh, uh icons. And then any, everybody else is there are these losers. I mean, you know, quote unquote, punching bags. punching bags or whatever. But when it comes to like the real people out there, you know, that really you know come out to the shows and the real hardcore fans, it, it, it the real authenticity is with the with the, the crowds, the audience, and the people. You know, like in other words, uh, not to knock you know the media guys like you guys, but you know, I, I sometimes I think they're like the Hillary Clintons of the world, where they're just they're really not in touch with. What's out on the street that too much. And it's
5: divisive. They want you yeah. to like their guys. It's like the, like you said, the media. Like, if, if you watch enough news, you would think that there's race wars on every street and nobody gets along. But you go down the street, you go to the store, for the most part, everybody gets along. Black people, white people, Muslims, Asians, Mexicans. Not the not, Indians. Not the Eskimos, though. But everybody else... Just everybody's getting along I mean you see the hurricanes Everybody's helping each other For the most part It shows you that The world is not as divided As the media tries to portray everything And it, like you said It even boils down to the music scenes And everything Like I mean Like we're coming here to see Danzig and Corrosion of Conformity And these, a couple of these other bands That weren't around back then One of the first shows I've ever, I was ever at in 91 Was Corrosion of Conformity, Danzig And Soundguard And I guarantee you Probably 75% of the people are the same people that have been there, but we're back there here. They're still alive, of course. But I mean, it, it shows you music is not divided where they're trying. Oh, well, you should like this guy or this guy should be like you said their icon and yeah, stuff. But they
4: do that. I mean, that's it's really unf- you know uh, there's still there's still a, a good legitimate core audiences that are out there that are that uh, are, don't listen to what the media says, don't pay attention to it, We're almost moving in an opposite direction of that. And, and those are the people you'll find at a dancing shows, at, you know, at prong shows, uh, you know, COC shows, the ones that are just like, they don't, they, they really don't care about these, you know, like, I, I'm not going to mention any names again, but, you know, to me, it's gotten really ridiculous with, you know, and, um, uh, you know, really... It, there's something with the music, and uh, uh, I mean, it, it baffles me. Like some of the qualities of the, the, the rec- these records that these these icons are putting out, and, and they're just not that good, you know. And it's like, uh, you know, uh, they seem to, no matter what, they still keep getting the uh, uh, continued attention of of uh, a core group of of uh, journalists, etc. Of the big magazines that are left. And uh, the mainstream were radio, um, and and then everyone else is sort of thrown out to the dust a little bit, and they fend for their own. And you know, it says a lot to you know the uh, considering rock has gotten so diminished in the, in the big scheme of things that uh, you know uh, you know like a, a guy like you know like Danzig could. could Come out on, on a Monday night in in Suffolk County on Long Island and have like fifteen hundred people show up. I mean, it's like to me that's unbelievable, and it's like it's it's uh, it makes me feel good. It makes me feel that you know, like you know, there is some justice in the world. And That rock is not dead after all, right? Gotten, it, it's gotten. It's. There's a sort. There is still some authenticity in, in it, and uh, there's not much, but there, there still remains some. You know,
5: like. I think you were mentioning Testament before, and you got the Testament shirt on. There's bands like Testament, Death Angel, like I mentioned, Prong, You still your new album, it's paying, paying homage to the past, but there's a new aggressiveness, too. Same thing with Testament. Their albums just get heavier. Death Angel's just getting heavier. Now, you didn't want to name any names. Just blink once for yes. Uh, I
4: won't even do that. I've made so many enemies in my career over the years that I can't continue to do that. So
5: let me ask you this: in the over the years, because you you are you are an exceptional musician and very prolific songwriter over the years. Even though you said sometimes it seems to be a struggle, you always seem to push through. Was there were there any band? You don't have to name the names if you don't want to. Were there any bigger bands? That came to you and tried to get you to join the band, like over the years.
4: No, I, no, I. I uh, uh, apart from Glenn and, and Al, uh, um, I, for my recollection, that's it. You know, uh, I did. Oh, I did get an, uh, which I, I regret not doing for some reason. And now I do. I, I think it was all God's will, anyhow. Was that uh, I, I got a, a call from Brett Michaels. Oh yeah? Yeah, a long time ago. And 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 Tommy Lee too. Like those guys wanted what like when Glam was with they they were in that doldrum era where they, they didn't really know what was going on next and they wanted to do some writing with me and I I, I I being whatever I was at that headspace I was like, huh? no. I mean I was like you know, I wasn't thinking of dollars, I was just like I, I felt Like, I'd be tarnished or something. But looking back on it, it probably was not a bad opportunity.
5: I mean, it's possible. Because, you know, when Vince left Motley Crue and they got John Crabby, their their album got heavier. It's actually a really decent record. It's one of my favorite records. And I, I love glam rock. I love metal. I used to go to the metal shows, and everybody thought I was the glam rocker. The glam shows, everybody thought I was, like, the metal guy. But it's like, what's wrong with liking... Music that you like, but you know they did a pretty pretty heavy album without Vince Neil. Like Tommy Lee's got some like taste that's not just like along those lines. You now Brett Michaels, on the other hand, that yeah. would that would have been something. That would have been a great story.
4: Yeah, it would have been. It, w- it really would have been. But like I said, I mean, uh, I've never really had the opportunity to uh, uh, to to. It, it's always like with Ministry, obviously, like in the records that I worked with Al was was like you know like. It, it, it was still prong-based, you know, like with the, the type of, and like a lot of the stuff that, you know, because prong wasn't really active, and I was throw I threw a lot of potential prong ideas to Al, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, that it's all within that realm. But I haven't really had the opportunity of, like, a Brett Michaels or somebody, you know, like, you know, I, I actually I, I was almost up for the Peter Murphy gig, and then I don't know, I, I was like, you got the gig from his management, and then. Um, uh, he apparently went on in line and looked at like a you know a big to different video or something I was like there's no way I don't want this metal guy in the band so you know that's killed that but somebody to work with so right with somebody that's not in in the prong umbrella would be interesting
3: yeah.
5: like what outside of the metal and hard rock realm and in, industrial type music what what do you listen to that might surprise some of your fans. You'll laugh
4: your asses off with some of the... Show. I mean, like, you know, like, Enya is one of them. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what it is. It's like, I... I that, is that
3: an Irish band?
4: It's Irish singers. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 there's something intriguing about Enya. It's like, it's so... It's basic, but it, 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 it's cool. And then I listen to a lot of classical music, you know, like... Uh, uh, it's like I'll, I'll go to. I rather go to like a, you know, living in LA. We have the benefit of the Hollywood Bowl, and they have outdoor. This summer I've been on tour all year, but I mean I'll go. I'll go to Philharmonic and whatever. It's like Brahms or you know Tchaikovsky. And, uh, you know strictly classical stuff. You know like they have Beethoven too. So it's like it's. Uh, uh, you know I'll go. You know. Any like
5: any over the years, like say even like. From the late '70s on, any like pop or like oh, tons! Like, I mean, stuff that you know, people would be surprised. I well, well, you
4: know I went to see I went to see um, uh, Tony Hadley, I went, was a singer in Spandau Out Ballet. Like I thought that you know like I, like the, those new wave bands and like new romantic groups were really great. You know like Duran Duran, Spandau Out Ballet, etc. That whole period. And then, well, of course I was heavily into Joy Division. Uh, the Stranglers are huge. One of my favorites, Buzzcocks. Anything from that era, those early '80s, like you know, like uh, more of the, the, the new wave, punk, and and uh, goth stuff. I, I was really into, you know, and like didn't do listen to a lot of like a lot of metal during that period at all. You know, it's like even when Prong started, I was like the guy that, you know, like uh, like Ted was probably the most metal guy out of out of the, the original three of us. And um, you know, he was the one who turned me on to like Creator, and, and um, you know, I, I was I, I was I was at the Frost a lot, and the Misfits, and uh, you know, Killing Joke, and you know, Ted was at like turned me on to again like Creator, and uh, you know, uh, who else? Maybe just Destru- I'm trying to think if I was at Destruction first, but those were the bands that we were into in the beginning. And then, yeah, I did like Discharge and, you know, those, more like those British punk bands and, you know, oi bands like The Business and, you know, Cockney Rejects and, I mean, there's a plethora of stuff that we used to listen to and, like, uh, you know, uh, like Voivod and, you know, on the more dissonant side and, you know, uh, we, we, back in those days, we got anything we could get our hands on, we listened to it and, like, we threw it into prom, you know, and so that was, uh, it wasn't. Way on the other end, maybe we would pull out like eventually. Like, oh, I remember like staying class by Priest, and we would listen to. Oh man, that's that's pretty cool, you know. But we were definitely not into like metal that much, you know. Like I mean, like traditional metal. As far as the fr- most traditional metal, I mean, I would get into was Megadeth, and Ted never liked Megadeth. He thought that they were they were you know too metal. And you know, Mike was a really Mike was listening to like Lou Reed and. You know, and uh, you know Nick Cave and stuff. So he did. He was he was way off on the other side.
3: What is your go-to like TV programs?
4: Oh it- God! I mean, I'm, I'm these days because you know. I mean, the go-to. Uh, I mean, I'm on my second time watching Game GOT now and then. But uh, I mean, I saw I watched Narcos. I'm watching that now. Um, uh, Go to. Saul is great. You know Breaking Bad. You know the typical ones. You, know. you watching like Shameless? I never watched Shameless. My girlfriend raves about it. Didn't watch it at all. Never just never saw any of that. That's a crazy ass show. I like she she raves about it. and I trust her opinion. So you know. I've been
5: watching, I just finished watching the and like, like the season finale la this week was a preacher. Have you seen that? No, I didn't see that. That's a, that's a good show. I mean, there's only like it's only the second season, so there's maybe like twenty episodes all together. But that's pretty good.
4: What is that on?
5: Uh, it's it's on. Uh, it's either it's an AMC.
4: I think it's AMC. Yeah, because they usually
5: comes the on walking, after Walking Dead.
3: They have
4: the Walking Dead. I don't, I don't have regular cable. I got it's definitely We just got regular cable now because the um, in LA, you, unless you have a certain. Cable provider, you can't see any of the Dodger games, so yeah, maybe I'll catch a few of them by the time the season's over. Yeah, Stick? No, it's that.
3: That's on the Amazon Firestick, and you know, it has some programs on it where you can watch like um, free like, um,
4: baseball games, football yeah, games. Yeah, you won't get the package though. You have only thing on at bats the only way you can watch
5: you, it. Well, you, yeah, you gotta jailbreak it and look yeah. for it and stuff. Yeah.
4: I buy it, I mean, but I can't watch such games at home even with the app bat You gotta get, you have to have their so Does that God, cable provider
5: is now. When you guys are on the bus, touring around, is is Glenn into sports? No,
4: not at all. Only into professional wrestling. Oh yeah, yeah. Who's his favorite wrestler? Oh, I don't know. You, I have, oh, no man. idea. I mean, I don't follow it. I mean, I I stopped following it when you know. Uh, after George the Animal Steel, you know, like I mean, I I, I ended my professional wrestling uh, viewership around the age of thirteen or See,
5: something. I quit watching when I found out it was fake, like two weeks ago.
4: <laughs> That's pretty lame.
5: <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like oh, but the old the old ones like George the Animal Steel, Superfly Snuka, yeah, and Ravishing Rick Rude and the Macho Man, and even Hulk Hogan was great back to the Iron Sheik. Yeah. Oh. The Iron Sheik somehow became this huge celebrity now. I know. I out mean, of all I of this, not, right? that
4: move? i didn't see the uh, Netflix documentary on him. Oh, I haven't seen that That's either. That's him all big now. It's because yeah. of that. And him
5: and all his like appearances on Howard Stern.
4: Oh, well, okay. Too. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I never listened to Howard Stern anymore either. Oh, uh,
5: yeah. Well, I haven't listened in years, but he'd come on drunk and talking about drugs. He was great. He'd he just was talk good. about anything. Talk about Hulk Hogan how he wants to kick his ass, and Randy Savage would drink his beer and, and take all his cocaine and and he hates him and hulk hogan but he loved miss elizabeth everybody did oh yeah he was he was just the best you know so he like now he's like this like pseudo celebrity again which is great you know but yeah he Dom still watches wrestling do. don't let him fool you you know
3: go ahead well you got to
5: He'll act like it's for his family, but
4: it's really good. I I I think it's good. I mean, it's entertaining. My entertainment viewership time is so limited these days. Like an occasional baseball game, definitely football season starting. And then, you know, like we talked about, you know, uh, some binge watching. So now, I always thought you were
5: East Coast based, but you're saying you live in L.A.? Yes. So, um... Are you excited that you got two teams coming back or do you have a team that you root for?
4: Oh, I'm a J- hardcore Jets fan ever since I like, came out of the womb. So, it's like, you know, uh, I mean, you know, I grew up in Queens. I mean, it's difficult not to be a Jets fan. It's a, it's a very disgusting position it's to like be in. like being a, a Browns fan, except for not as bad. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got one Super Bowl, but it's like... Um, oh, yeah, rub it in, right? it. <laughs> uh, but... I have gone to a Rams game since they moved last year. It's amazing. Like they, uh, and, and now they're gonna. It's gonna be a struggle for them again. And you know, and the Chargers too. But because, like you know, I went last year. And like I know, it was like it was, they had 90,000 at the Coliseum on the first game. Then by the time the fourth home game came around, like nobody showed up. Like wow. It's like unless you're winning in L.A., no one cares. Yeah. And I was like, uh, so well, the Rams had a great game, first game. So maybe people will start going again. And the Chargers played the Home Depot Center or whatever they call it now. It's like a 30,000 capacity. Oh, yeah,
5: well, they built it's like a soccer stadium. Yeah, it was a soccer and nobody showed up, did they? Or wait, they play so- this week.
4: I, it sold out. Their whole season sold out there. So, uh, yeah, you could, it sold out immediately. So oh, and it, it was the,
5: the Rams game. That Rams, was, no one
4: showed up. Yeah, no one showed up. Yeah. I
5: know, because my friend moved out there and he owns a couple bars in Hollywood.
4: Hey, oh, he, really?
5: he, own? he owns uh, he owns a, a gay bar called Foo Bar, that's where I met Dom. Um, uh,
4: I know exactly where that is. It's like about but, half a mile from my house. And he,
5: but he also owns uh, St. Felix. That I don't know. They're like they're kinda like a little more upscale, but still at the same time, you know, they have degenerates in there sometimes. But he's a he hosts the Southern California Browns backers Every Sunday and like when they play the Steelers, he has he gets a pinata that looks like Ben Roethlisberger and lets the women beat him and stuff like that. He'll get like former Browns players because you know they um, they don't show the games out there usually, you know. the pack. Yeah, so he'll you know and there's and when they're winning, a lot of people show up for the for the game. No one's ever there. Exactly. The first the first game. But it's like they know, were
3: undefeated though in the preseason. Yeah, preseason right.
5: But you know, it's like you said, nobody shows up when nobody's winning. But so, how do you watch the Jets games? Do you uh, just go online and watch them, or you yes, get, I can.
4: Oh, well, now I mean, yeah, you go. You you could get like what is it, first row sports? <laughs> I have to watch it on the computer. But now I'm not really that interested. I'll watch the highlights. You know, I'll, I'll watch the Rams games will be televised. I'll watch those, and I'll just watch the Jet highlights later. Or uh, I'll try to get the. Um, you know, the, the replay, so, uh, you know, like, but I would, they had, uh, we had a, a very strong, like, L.A. Jets fan club thing going on for years, and uh, during the Sanchez, uh, you know, Mark Sanchez era, and uh, it's it, it, based on how poorly they've been in last years, A whole club, it was about 150 guys, and we go to different clubs. Bars each season because we kept getting thrown out of. Our, <laughs> so then uh, it was all New Yorkers. And then uh, then that got disbanded, and now uh, everyone went in their different ways. So it's really, there's not much of a community about it anymore. And they've been so bad that it's like, you know, like I don't really expect that much. So the games, it's, it's crappy football. So I'll see. I'll, I'll probably be enticed to watch them, you know, uh, on my laptop, you know, see what's going on. Yeah,
5: I was, I was kind of hoping that that year the Browns were going to draft. Mark Sanchez, because I could just imagine the the dirty Sanchez shirt, orange shirt with yeah. a brown, <laughs> just a brown mustache, you know. But he he actually took you guys to a couple championship
4: games, AFC right, championship. The, the luck of the draw. I mean, he had a great line back then, great defense. Yeah, we had the running backs at that time. See, uh, I mean, uh, we don't have any of that now. Like, they, you know, he had a decent. Rec- he had a great supporting cast. I mean, they they completely screwed the whole thing up. So whatever we had a couple of chances to get in there yeah yeah like I I don't know if they're
5: I think Rex Ryan towards the end set it back a couple years and now you know now it might take another year or two before they find their way again but it'll be be before the Browns though
3: maybe (laughs) anything will be before the Browns
5: well I don't know as long as the Steelers start to suck I'm good but you know like I was like, when, when they fired Rex Ryan, I was like, oh, my God. Because that was, I think the Browns, that was right before the Browns hired Hugh Jackson. I was like, please don't get him. I can't, I can't stand Rex Ryan. I just, Maybe oh. I don't like him either. Uh, you know, I, his brother was here for years and was almost the same way. And it's like, doesn't he have a, a tattoo of Mark Sanchez? Or no, it's his wife wearing a Mark Sanchez jersey, exactly. right? It's like, you know, oh, my God. How did we start talking about Marcus? I have no idea. Damn, he doesn't brought know what we're talking about. He's like, is he a wrestler was he a wrestler with George <laughs> the Animal Steel? I
3: saw him on a cage
5: match. Yeah, he, he was in a cage match with Rex Ryan. <laughs> so you but you're a Dodgers fan? Yes. So is that from your from your
4: parents? No, I was originally a Mets fan and when I moved to LA the only way to watch baseball was from a, a, on, a on an antenna. I had no money and uh, you know, we didn't have at bad and cable TV and like all these ways to watch the game. So, uh, you know, and that's when they would have, you know, the Dodger games televised on local television and the Angels. So, you know, if I wanted to watch baseball, that's the only way I, thing I could do. So, you know, there was no other apps, and this is before this whole explosion in the last ten years. So, I started watching Dodger games. I started going there, and you know, eventually, uh, you know, got got attached to them. So. You know, the Mets have another organization that is just an atrocity, too, so you know, the Dodgers are now, you know, they won two in a row, but I mean, they, they had a fantastic season, then the loss like, you know, uh, 19 games out of 20, contrary, right at the same time, you the Indians have been winning, so, maybe that's a sign, maybe both of them will be in the World Series, you know. Right, that'd be nice. Yeah. So, talking about
5: the availability, let's bring this back to music, of all the apps and everything online, do you think that the availability of all music Just at the click of a finger You think This would be great This can get my stuff to the masses But it also gives Every garbage band The opportunity to put all their shit out there So it's it's harder to sift through shit Even though it's at your fingertips We, you,
3: we got our music out there Yeah,
5: Like I said there's shit everywhere um, do, you, do you find it That it's a hindrance That be, even though your stuff is becomes readily available to your fans it's, hard to make, it's harder to make new fans because everything could just go out there immediately anymore.
4: It's a good question I don't have the answer to that uh, you know, like, you know uh, like No Absolutes, the last prong record was doing pretty well on Spotify overall based on uh, a couple of playlists that we wound up lying on And now this one, like, uh, people haven't really put it on the playlist um, that much, so uh, it's not getting, like, the the huge numbers that we did on the last record. So, uh, I don't know. I I just think it's another luck of the draw type of thing. It's like, uh, uh, it's a big mystery on who the the programmers of Spotify are. And, uh, I mean, I'm just going to be realistic and uh it it has to be by this time after knowing the power of these playlists uh it has to be infiltrated by the labels and payola and like you know like hookers and blow has to come into them you know knowing who these people are and how they get stuff on there so uh, it's like i have never met any of these programmers it's definitely down to a bunch of people that select stuff that are going to be played in rotation on all these metal playlists etc that go on and the big playlists so I'm sure that it's corrupt as the radio uh, radio was years ago you know so uh, it's, it's all about money and who you know and all that stuff comes into I mean, when it comes to you know, media exposure it's all about that that's never going to end you
5: know how yeah, about who you know and how much you're willing to pay them
4: yeah, well, like, there's, always, there's, there's bands on there, like, like on some playlists like, like, uh, that, that are continually on there. And it's obviously somebody's favorite, and, and it doesn't really mean it's that, that great. And then there's a lot of the cool bands that, you know, like, like I think it's almost, you know, like, internally, everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people, are like, you know, these guys really suck, but, you know, I can't really say that because then I'm not going to be cool. There's a lot of those bands around these days where it's like, you know, like, you, you can't say that the people will think you're weird if you say that you don't like them. You know, there's a lot of that going on, and uh, it, it's you know how do you get cool? I don't know. You know, it, maybe it's about what kind of amps you use or some bullshit like that. I don't. I don't really know. Well, how long your beard is these days? That that, that one's important. The beard. Yeah. Yeah. So
5: I, uh, you seem. Uh, talking to you in the past, and talking to you, you you're a man of principle, uh, I'm pretty sure that's easy to figure out. But I know you wouldn't compromise your music. But would you go out on a tour with one of these bands if the pay was right? Not you filling in for him, but w- like if they wanted to take Prong out?
4: Oh, of course. I mean, like I, like you know. Uh... Uh, it just never happens, you know. It's like, uh, uh, you know, that's why I have to really give kudos to Chuck Billy. I mean, he was, you know, he was fighting for a really long time to get prong on um, on that testament tour because, uh, for whatever reason, based on the fact that we're not on Nuclear Blast or Century Media, uh, we had like a very small uh, bottom of the barrel uh, sort of buddy booking agent. That you know, a lot of these, uh, and our, we don't have a, a really strong manager. He's, he's a friend of mine, and he, he does great for us. But we don't have these this big power structure that uh, you know that that, that allows for uh, reciprocal favors in a lot of ways. So it's, it's like uh, that you know we. So you know, I mean, I didn't, I, I haven't really aligned myself with any of these big shots. Like when we're still we're on. A, you know, been on a, a small independent label for the last five years and, you know, have a smaller booking agent and, you know, uh, my manager just manages Prong and, you know, has a regular job. So, you know, we don't have all that power. So Chuck, it was really cool of him to pull, pull us on there because I know, like, you know, like you got to be, you know, in line with somebody else, so this hierarchy in order to get some of these positions. But I would do it, of course. You know, like, you know... Um, I, have, I mean, I, I, uh, I'm not all about principles. Like, you know, like, it, it, it's, you know, whatever's out there and you know, people are buying tickets for, I mean, there's justice in that somewhat. You know, like I, it, that, that doesn't uh, uh, go against what I said about, like, you know, bands like Danzig, who, like, you know, where, you know, like the press have been far from supportive of. I mean, I saw maybe one good review of the last record and then uh, but st- people are saying like fuck you and we're showing up anyhow and glenn hasn't gotten any airplay of any notoriety recently so uh you know that that doesn't take away from you know bands that are, are successful what they do there's, there's nothing wrong with that you know if you i'm sure if i had like this big power uh you know a uh, team behind me i uh, you, know, uh, you know that that would be fortunate for me you know and that, that's just not the way it is
3: would you ever consider like jumping on like a warp tour or something like that?
4: Um, we're too old and too much of a legacy band to be. I mean, that's what I mean. And like for some reason, you know, we don't fall into those um, those cool little packages and and you know, uh, I don't know what it is, but it, it's just something. Prong will always be outsiders. It seems we're never gonna like you know uh, uh, be enticing for. Those those people to pull us into those things. Like, I was surprised to never, like, in the last few years to not see you guys on like the
5: Mayhem Fest.
4: Yeah, we can't get on all, all those, those things.
5: Like, it's like you know, they, you guys would be. It would be perfect. Yeah. Well, Prong with Slayer, Motorhead was on it. Fucking King Diamond. Um, I think Megadeth and Anthrax have been on it. Slipknot. I mean, even like Rock on the Range or something.
4: Yeah. I mean, you guys. I mean, but at the same time, a lot of those bands, the, they—it's all part of like these big management groups, and like you know, again, like your your, your nuclear blast envelope too, you know. And uh, there's a lot of favors that can and go and floating around. The
5: outsiders know. have
4: to pay to get on them. As so well. there's the paying of play too.
5: There's a lot of that. And but but also, would you? I mean, I guess it's a double-edged sword if you are playing because you get to play it 25, 30 minutes. You just,
4: you're just starting to scratch the surface of your catalog, you know? Yeah, to say, I mean, that, that's a very good point. A lot of times, like, I feel that, uh, you know, like even playing on some of the, I mean, if, if you're going out losing a bunch of money for, you know, and it, it, this isn't the 90s anymore. It's like, you used to go out to tour to support a record, which means that, you know, you would tour in order to increase record sales, that doesn't exist anymore, anyhow, because people aren't selling records. So, you know, for me to go out on tour and lose money is, lo- is just is a dead-end street, too. You know, it's like, you know, to get, to get like, you know, 400 bucks a night to play on some of these, you know, on, on some of these things is is, uh, is financial suicide. Yeah. So it's like, how are you going to do that? So, I mean, has got to hold her own. we got to, like, you know, uh, figure out methods in order to, uh, you know, keep the band alive within our own reality and what that is we're working on uh, you know we proved our point putting out a bunch of records continually over showing that we're back and like you know that that you know we could put strong material out over a period of time now what's next is something that has to be figured out whether that means putting out your own records you know like uh, uh, wiping out having nothing to do with labels uh, you know, going that route, or you know, I don't know really what the other answer is. You know, it's like either just do, like you said, you know, uh, DIY the whole thing, which uh, to me that's more attractive, because the more you try to kissing ass to this <coughs> this hierarchy, it's like it's a sort of a debt. It's like a it, it's it, it's an, uh, a, a bottomless pit.
3: Yeah.
4: You know, like that. That's a whole of eighties, nineties thing. It's like everyone's striving to. For this you know that this mysterious success bubble that uh, that who knows what it is and um, I mean you have guys uh, big-time artists that we think that are doing really well and are, should be happy as fucking punch and are killing themselves and are miserable so maybe it's like I mean that's the whole Kurt Cobain thing it was like and he knew that he was like you know what I don't like the way this is going like this is not what I played music for this is like moving in a whole other direction, you know, and I don't like where it's going and I'm miserable. So, it's like, you know, the, the, the whole popularity race, uh, maybe, you know, like maybe I'm being taken care of by my guardian angel or something, keeping me away from that whole thing because it's, uh, it could be a dead end, you know.
5: So, you, if you got too successful, you'd be worried that you might kill yourself?
4: Um, no, but uh, I think I would be able to handle it, but uh, it doesn't make you know it it, it, doesn't make, it may not make you happy it may yeah. make you, it may have more pressures that who knows what those are that you cannot deal with yeah you know it's like you know that when, 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 um, when you're under that utmost pressure to like you know bands that are are constantly in the top 40 and then to maintain that is uh, that's in, in trying to figure out what the, the contemporary way of doing it is, 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 and the pressures of major labels, uh, you know, trying to tell you what to do, you know, big time management trying to get you aligned with, you know, whatever they want you to do to sell more records or to be more popular. Go on, stupid, you know, you can do endorsed products that you don't approve of, et cetera. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm just hypotheticalizing, being hypothetical of what the potential. Uh, stresses could be Plus, Once you
5: become Super popular You become more Of a big business Where you have employees Like tons of crew You know like you said You guys are kind of still Grassroots You're keeping it that way I want
4: to go even further The other direction Like And my mentality is like Is Like uh, This Is not It's always these guys Ways is like You know this is why You know one of the most successful, band another word. Let me let me put it in a more precise terms. But one of the most successful bands that I know, after all these years of, of playing music, of knowing bands, is sick of it all. Those guys were the smartest dudes from the right off the bat. It's like it's like we're not taking no tour bus. We're not taking any crew. We're not doing any of this. You know, we're not spending any money on records. We're just we're just gonna we're staying in a van and we're gonna pocket all the money we can continually. We're we're going out there with a backdrop and a a a half stack and an SVT and a small drum kit forever. They're still doing it, and they're still doing that. And they have houses and mansions all over the fucking country, and their kids are going to private schools and all this stuff. It's like. You know, when you're in this major label, they no, you have to spend twenty thousand dollars on a thirty-five thousand dollars on a video. Oh, you got to put money into, you know, take a bunch of tour support so you can go on a bus. Oh, you know, blah blah blah. They 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 pull this money out of you in the '90s. They never went for that. They were like, you know, like fuck you, we're not doing that. So, um, those are the smartest guys that I can imagine. That they, they, they were just, you know, and secretly just kicking ass continually. Yeah, they need a to Warp tour this year. Yeah, I mean, look, and now they're still cool. Yeah, you know, they're still relevant, and that's even that they've done nothing wrong. Those guys, it's like you know.
5: Speaking of, like you said, taking endorsement deals that you won't, don't believe in. Are you? I see your guitar over there. Is are you endorsed yeah, by? Chapter, you? Yeah,
4: yeah. Well, I mean, they give me free guitars, and I have my own signature model. Tell so. us about your signature model, because I've seen it. Well, I see your a, logo on there. This is one that this is a, this is a custom one that isn't available for sale. It, it, it has a stock bridge on it, so I just use that as a backup. Uh, my the general one that's for sale has a has a Floyd Rose on it, double pickup, EMGs, uh, but this is the same guitar. It's just I had this one made with a stock bridge, so. Yeah, Schecter? Yeah, it's a Schecter Tommy Victor model. Actually, really nice guitar. I use it with Danzig and Prom. So, so go out and buy one of those. Yeah, they're really good.
3: They, they scream, or too.
4: Don why don't you buy
5: one of those? Why do you keep buying Gibson? I, I don't know. Come on. Yeah. He tells me how tight he is with I had, I had a... Driving sh- you through the ghetto. Let, let me ask about this. He told me he, last time you were here, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, me and I was driving Tommy... Dude, were you praying to God, crossing your fingers, holding on for dear life in his car?
4: I didn't remember that he was that bad of a driver. No,
5: not him, not the driving, the or car. Oh, the car! I remember it being a beater or something. Yeah. Like he's like sick of it all. He drives that beater I to his mansion. I, I'll
3: drive that thing till it falls apart. what his...
4: the way. I have like I have a two thousand. What, what year is your car?
3: It's um, two thousand two. Okay,
4: so you're better than me then. Well, yeah, How come yeah, it, it looks so old? Because that's the way I got it. Okay, that's true. I have a but two- in Cleveland you only can dry something like that. I have a 2005 Buick, so you know.
3: Is it a LeSabre? No, it's LeSabre. not a as- I, I, I had one of those Which last.
4: You- oh, that was horrible. I had a century. It's a century. Isn't the Sabre an eight-cylinder or something? Yeah.
5: You know, this is a yeah, V6. I have a 2003 Honda Element. I thought your car was older than that because uh, it's like there's more duct tape on that car, there is duct and there's tape. probably pieces on the stage in here. I got I got a lot
3: of glue holding my rear, my mirrors up. I, got I duct thought tape my car was a lot rubber. newer than again, what car? It's um the Taurus, Ford Taurus.
5: Uh,
4: Ooh, that's American. The Ford the I Taurus. It's always the most popular part. car in America. I had one, yeah. And, 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 and then they just all those uh, like Oldsmobiles, and which just doesn't even make anymore. And then the Fords, they just went to fucking. Shit, and no one bought them anymore. Yeah.
5: I only I bought my car because my friend's like, dude, you're gonna buy a car that you have payments on. You might as well buy something that lasts. And it's like plus it's made in Ohio. Everybody's like, oh, you buy a foreign car. My car doesn't have any rust on it, it through these yet. winters. Not yet. Now that I said that, I just cursed it. But yeah, funny, my car's man. fucking like almost old enough to vote. I thought it was way <laughs> newer than your car. But I was like, man, thinking. If I see Tommy I gotta ask him If he was If that was like The death ride In that fucking car I'm afraid to get in that car
3: We even drove We drove to the hood over here Yeah there.
5: That's, what he,
4: that's what he said it's <laughs> just well, so like In a two Two mile square radius Of this place Is kind of the hood Right It is Yeah well And this is part of The epicenter of the hood Yeah Really Hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah But this is the legendary Cleveland Agora Cause downtown Has kind of like Gotten a little like Bougie yeah. yeah
3: And right across street Is a heroin uh, Rehab center
5: Okay <laughs> Well, that's everywhere. Oh, yeah. There's one right down the street from us, and we live
4: in the suburbs. You're right. I must say the uh, uh, Progressive is one of the nicest stadiums I've been to. Oh yeah. Very good place. I haven't been there
5: in a long time. They fixed it up. They yeah, renovated it. They put that big giant. It's always going to be the Jake to me though. Yeah, the Jake. I, you know, I still call it the Jake. I'm like looking it up to see where where these free seats I got work, and I don't care because free seats are the best seat free, in the right? house. But I'm like, shit, I'm like punching the Jake and I'm like, oh shit, nothing's come up, it's not the Jake
4: anymore. Well, considering that the population of Cleveland keeps declining, it's amazing they could support like three major league franchises. I know,
5: it's like, a lot of people think Cleveland's just this little shithole city. I mean, there's some shittier, but like, most of the country is fucking just little podunk towns. Cleveland's like an actual city, you know, it may not be the best one. As you found out driving around in Dom's clitoris holding on for dear life. Oh my god, I hope my affairs are in order. Hey, the
3: my exhaust. I just gotta fix too, because we we're getting fumes were coming into the car.
5: By, by, fixed, he <laughs> means, yeah, he by, by fixed he means he duct taped it
4: together. Yeah,
5: well that's true.
3: We've
4: all done that before, you know. You know. What sign are you? Virgo. Me too. We're both Virgo. For- really, okay. When's Where's your birthday? Next week, the 20th? Mine's tomorrow. No, oh, happy birthday. <laughs> Mine was 25th. Yeah. Last month. Oh, so it was the end of um, uh, August. Oh, August. Okay. Yeah. a lot of Virgos going around. Yeah, yeah Virgos tend to do that. They just don't want to spend any money and, like, all like. We're calm and quiet. Well, I can't I say. I've, before oh, I man. had to take
5: my admissions check, I went and had some fucking foreign dude. Like, not like foreign, like, um, like you know, Eastern European guy. You know that all these the old school guys that could fix anything on a car, so you can pat, weld my fucking tailpipe back on because I didn't want to oh, buy a whole that. new exhaust. System Coat hangers and, and all yeah, that. Yeah, fuck yeah. Do you ever, go ahead. Do
3: you ever put duct tape over your your lights when they come on?
5: No. And lights. Don't shut up. Shut off. I mean. but well, you can't pass the emissions I know now. Or, I <laughs> I learned it because the guy was like, uh, so it says check engine. You can't <laughs> he's pass. He's like, like, no,
3: that means yeah, check. There's an engine in there. <laughs> He's like, we don't even look at that anymore right I see the duct tape got over your life. So
4: are you still going to be on the road on your birthday next week? No, I got three days off. We go back to L.A. and chill out. Then I go back on the West Coast leg with the street food. show. I was
5: going to ask if Glenn was going to like bake you a cake or anything. Would, have done
4: they would They usually have a party for people on the road. Glenn's good that way. They usually do stuff. He seems like talking
5: to you. He seems like... He's nothing like how he's perceived online and every what everybody talks. In a
4: circle, like with the, like with the, with the band and everybody, he's great. You know, it's just like uh, you know, it's just the outside forces. He uh, he has a, a you know a militant attitude about. Like I could I could imagine him uh,
5: putting a rubber band around the sprayer on the sink, so when you go to turn it on, shoots and you're like, oh, that Glenn got me again. <laughs>
4: He's not big on practical jokes, but he's always trying to have a good time. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good. Cool. You should check these guys out. You toyed, man? You know
5: these guys? No. I, I think I've seen them once with somebody in the last year or two, yeah. What would
4: you say? Yeah. Well,
5: we guitar should, play is really good. Yeah. Well, we yeah. should wrap this up, because yeah, Tommy probably wants some warm up, up get ready to go. Thanks for your time. Everybody, check everything out. Buy the guitar. The That's Tommy right. uh, Victor model from Sector.
3: You'll be seeing up on the website. We're pimping it out. Yeah, we'll
5: be we'll yeah. It go out for our ten percent commission. And, and, <laughs> and much like, all they're they're hip with the new bands now because they you can only find them on Facebook. So, is it uh, is it is it Prong official on Facebook or? Uh, no, it's Prong Music. Are you on the Twitters? Yes. In the Instagrams? Yes. In the prong Snap- the band on Instagram. And Snapchat? I don't do Snapchat. What about Grindr? No. Tom's, uh, Tom told me to find you on Grindr, I didn't believe him. No, I'm not, not that kinky. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, man, thanks a lot. Hey, bye. Bye. Thanks,
5: man. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye. Thanks a lot. Bye.
3: I want to thank everybody who tuned in this week's edition of the Maxim Threshold Radio Show. This week was the Tommy Victor story here on Maxim Threshold. So I want to thank everybody who tuned in this week. Glad you stopped in here and checked it out. Uh, let's see. So we're getting out of here. Yeah, we're going to get out of here. <clears throat> Don't go anywhere because I want to record. We're going to do a part two thing, so. I want to thank everybody again for tuning in. It's episode 507 here on the Maxim Threshold Radio Show.
0: You
2: just listened to Maximum Threshold Radio Show. It is live every Saturday night,
4: 8 p.m. to wherever the fuck they shut up. Don't do it. It is pointless to resist.